Welcome to issue 186 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Joe, and joining me tonight is Tony. Hey, Joe. Mike. Hello, guys. Daniel. Gentlemen, welcome to the lair. And Steve. Hi, guys. Wow, it's crowded in here tonight, huh? Yeah, move over, Steve. I think we need a bigger kitchen table, Steve. Yeah, well, it's just a good excuse to do some expanding. So um, okay. we'll hire the mole man and put in a whole new room. So uh, I just but... hope I don't end up in this spot dimension. <laughs> no, that's reserved. Yeah. Well, there's some voices at the top of the show folks have heard. We we heard here Tony and Joe, both from FFG. So folks, let's let's first say hi to Tony Fancy. Hi Tony, how's it going? Going great. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Folks know you as a designer on Marvel Champions. I I don't think you'll be a, a big surprise to anyone in our audience. Also joining us is Joe Olson from FFG. Hi Joe, how's it going? It's going great actually. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, thanks for thanks for coming back. This is actually Joe's second time on the show. Joe, what what's your what's your official title there at FFG? Official title is graphic design coordinator. Um, okay. I'm uh, yeah, I'm kind of the guy. I'm I'm on the graphic design team, and I do a lot of the graphic design, especially with Marvel Champions. But then, if we ever need to bring in some, uh, as you would put it, minions, uh, we uh, I'm I'm the one uh, sourcing <laughs> and finding those minions. From uh, external external designers, so awesome. And folks could go back and listen to the first time Joe was on the show, along with like a whole crew of your guys, way back in issue forty six in December of twenty twenty. <laughs> I cannot believe it's like, been that long. Like in the before times, yeah, yeah. It's uh, been a COVID. It was crazy. <laughs> well, okay, so we got these guys on. The layer's pretty dirty. They're just here to clean up, right? Or are we doing something else? Uh, <laughs> No, we're going to do some questions. We're going to have some interviews. You guys are in the hot seat. Why don't we start with a couple easy ones, like for, for Joe? Because we know Tony designs cards, but Joe, you sort of design cards too, don't you? Uh, yeah. Well, I get to, yeah, I get to take all of Tony's crazy ideas and and give them a visual presence. I guess that's the best way to put on uh, the graphic design in a nutshell. So the the developers come up with all their all their crazy schemes, and I'm I'm one of the minions that make them happen and uh, make it look good for you guys to play. So is this continuous? Like every time Tony comes up with something crazy, you're you're involved, or is it more of a you 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 set up the kind of the core graphic design and then you let your minions do the work while you're doing the next big thing? It depends. It depends on how big the uh, how crazy the scheme is. So. Uh, it it has been historically that we um that we bring in external help for you know things like card crops and setting up uh you know setting art in place inside the cards that sort of thing um but uh lately though we've we've had such uh, easy i'd say uh lighter lighter scheduling that i can i can kind of tackle a lot of that on my own um and then uh if uh tony or any of the other uh developers are coming up with any like new ideas like new types of cards or 
something as crazy as uh, as what we just announced over Gen Con that uh, that then I get to play a little bit more and that that I get hands on 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 with. So that's a lot of fun. You mentioned card cropping and. That sounds like the hardest part. I feel like I would spend 95% of my job doing that. Is that as difficult as I think it is? <laughs> it it depends. It depends on the art. I mean, we do... Uh, we're about... I think Tony is at about 50-50 with uh, art that we commission and then art that we've uh, we've sourced from comic book references and things like that. And the, it's always the comic book references that we that take a little bit more hands-on work to, to get into the cards. To make it look good, and is that because they weren't designed for that format? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, if it's yeah, most of the stuff that we commission is designed for the format that it lands on, whereas the uh, the comic uh, panels or whatever you know, sometimes comic covers and things like that, we we kind of have to craft them a little bit differently to make them look good. So, yeah, totally. Uh, finding artwork in in Marvel comics you think would be really easy with the decades of uh, issues that they have going back. But the fact that it's a whole other medium is really can be a roadblock because artists in Marvel comics do all sorts of crazy things with their, with their frames. They have a lot of vertical frames. They have people busting out of one frame into another frame. And that is really hard to, uh, to fit onto a card. And, and Joe does a great job of it. Are you also like cropping out, thought bubbles and text things of, of those kinds if if it's there yeah some t- it depends i mean uh tony and the uh and the people we've got uh helping us out i uh tony you'll have to remind me of the the uh, the guy we've got that that does a lot of the sourcing for us but um they 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 do a lot of really good legwork finding the pieces and finding really obscure pieces there's there's oftentimes it's like oh yeah there must be a thing you know you know, let's say, you know, Gwen Stacy jumping over such and such. It's like, oh, yeah, that must exist. Oh, wait, it doesn't. So and then they do a, a deep dive into, you know, older comics uh, to find really crazy stuff. Um, but, yeah, if it's got if it's depending on how the artwork was originally created, the the thought bubbles and some of that other stuff might be baked into the final file or it might be a separate layer that's easy to pull out. So we don't always know that until we get it. So awesome. OK, yeah, that's cool. Speaking of things like breaking through the frame or maybe breaking through a wall, not the first, second, or third one, but maybe the fourth one. Let's let's not bury this. We want to talk about Deadpool and Dreadpool and all this fun new stuff that was announced at Gen Con. You guys were, I, I know Tony was at least at Gen Con. Joe, did you get to go to Gen Con? Or? I did not get to go to Gen Con, no. Oh, okay. uh, unfortunately. It, it okay. looked like a blast and uh, people are having a lot of fun things, so... So no, I didn't get to go. Okay, uh, but Tony, you were there, and you told us all about this Deadpool. Let, let's talk Deadpool. How did how did you come up with Deadpool? Let's just just talk to us about Deadpool, right? <laughs> I, I don't know what question I need to ask you. Like, give me some Deadpool information. Just Deadpool me. Yeah, Deadpool me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we thought about what obscure character from the Marvel lore we could bring into the game, and. And nobody's ever heard of this Deadpool guy, so we thought he might make for a, an interesting pack. Supposedly she can rap. Terrific. He's all terrific. Meets Bedlam. Cool name. Superpowers? I can distort electrical fields, including the one inside your brain, causing anxiety, confusion, pain. So basically, you're Dave Matthews. We can use him. I'm a zeitgeist. 
Cool. I like you. So you have the power to put your finger on the, the pulse of society? No. No, I spit acidic vomit. Oh. Do you want me to demonstrate? No, no we'll thank take your you. word for we'll, it. Yeah. Listen, we've all eaten at Arby's. Okay. <laughs> this is the Vanisher. But... Vanisher! <laughs> nice! Right? He's not here, is he? He may be running late. My name's Rusty, but I go by Shatterstar. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Rusty is definitely terrible. So, uh, where are you from? The planet Mojo World. So yeah, you're, I mean, you're an alien, I guess. Yeah, I guess. So how does that uh, help us? I'm basically better than you at everything. And just once, I'm gonna find a planet of people that are worse than me at everything. A whole bunch of functional idiots. I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna be their Superman. Isn't that Canada? You shut your goddamn trash mouth. Meet. Domino. What's your shtick? I'm lucky. That's not a superpower. Yeah, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. No, it isn't. It is. No, it isn't. Yeah, it really isn't. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Told you. Get out of my head! I'm not in your head. I'm in an 11-year-old's bedroom. Well, if you're so lucky, then what are you doing here with us? No, well, I don't know yet. What's that supposed to mean? There's a reason why I'm here, and I'll know when I know. Everything usually just kind of works out for me. Like 2008 Ryan Reynolds. I don't know who that is. You're hired. What do you mean? I like her. And last but not least, Peter. Am I getting catfished here, or...? Any powers you want to tell us about? Any, uh... No, I, I don't have one. Um, I just saw the ad. No superpowers at all? Uh, I have both type 1 and 2 diabetes. Ow! Oh, that's all the diabetes. Right, yeah, you got them all. If you find a type 3, let us know. Yeah. You're in. Oh, that's good. Good idea. Um, yeah, uh, so I think I think a lot of people are really excited to, to find out about this, but... So, Deadpool himself, the hero pack that you announced has Deadpool and his you know, it's like a regular hero, but then it also is coming with a completely new aspect, right? Mm-hmm. You're, ca- you're calling the pool aspect, apostrophe pool aspect. So how do you decide on making a whole new aspect for Deadpool? Like, what's the creative process behind that? Um, that's, that's a good question. So I, I first need to shout out our visual creative director, Brian Schomburg, who when we started the process of think about thinking about what a Deadpool pack would look like, came up with this many pages Word document of all sorts of crazy uh, kind of visual treatments that we could potentially use in a Deadpool pack. And a lot of that stuff that, that he thought about and that he put on paper, we ended up using in Deadpool. And I'm sure Joe will talk a lot about all those things. Um, But from there, it got me really thinking that Deadpool needs to do something totally off the wall and be something completely different from any hero pack we've ever done before. We could have just as easily put him in aggression or some other aspect, but I I really wanted something to make Deadpool special because he is is a special character in the MCU uh, with his ability to break the fourth wall and the fact that he knows he's a comic book character, all these things. We felt that all the fans would expect something entirely new from him. And there were a number of ideas that we bounced back, back and forth. But the thing that I landed on after researching him, uh, reading comics like uh, Deadpool murders, Deadpool or Deadpool murders the the multiverse. I, And seeing so many different types of Deadpools across the multiverse got me thinking, wouldn't it be great if any hero in the game could become 
a pool hero. Yeah, I, I, I love that concept of you have Deadpool as a hero, and you can play him in Justice and Aggression or whatever, or you can play him in his pool aspect, or you can play anybody in the pool aspect. So um, that must have been a lot of fun to design. It was, yeah. Uh, I'm sure everyone was surprised. I mean, it, it's certainly not the first time that new aspects have been added to a game. I'm thinking, you know, the Lord of the Rings game, they added a couple aspects to their, their Sega expansions. It's not an aspect. <laughs> Baggins is not a sphere. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the point being, <laughs> they were added in a, a very different product where it kind of made a lot of sense, right? You're st- mm-hmm. There was a, a whole new mode for, you know, the fellowship. Um, so they introduced this fellowship, fellowship sphere, whereas yep. this just appears in a hero pack. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know, I'm sure people were expecting something. I don't think anyone was expecting this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And to, uh, to get ahead of some of the, the wonderings in the community, the intention is that this is a special aspect. It's not something we intend to expand in every product going forward. But if there were to be another another product in the future that it made sense to do more pool cards in, then yeah, we'll probably do more pool cards in that product. Okay, I'm going to jot you down for Gwenpool. Done. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I... I wasn't expecting that, you know, we'd ever see a pool card outside of this pack. Um, there's so many, you know, preparations and Avengers and like so many cool um, cards already that sort of could always can use support. Uh, hearing that maybe in the future, if things line up perfectly, that you do do it again or add to it. That, that's that's good to hear, at least. So I, I have a question here. So and I've already heard some people in the community talking about, oh, this pool Deadpool is too silly and this sort of thing. How did how did you balance like that silly fourth wall breaking stuff against people wanting like a more serious design for Deadpool or or just in general for the game? That's a good question, and that was certainly that something that was on my mind as I was designing the pack. So I wanted to try to get the best of both worlds, where we could have that humor, but if you wanted to just play Deadpool straight, you could do so. Um, I. I thought the design of Spider-Ham was brilliant with all the the little extra funny things you could do in the game or even outside of the game with that character, but none of them were required. None of them were treated as a cost for a card. And so if you didn't want to, to do those aspects of those cards, you could just ignore them. Well, you mess with the ham, you get the hammer. Um, and so I did similar things with, with Deadpool and, and similar I even took the the wackier ideas, the crazier ideas, and I, for the most part, contained them to the pool aspect. So if you want to treat Deadpool as just uh, another hero in your in your arsenal, you can play Deadpool in any aspect outside of pool, and he's and he's a pretty straightforward hero. Uh, whereas if you want to lean more into the the funny wacky Deadpool stuff adding the pool aspect to Deadpool or to any other hero is, is how you can accomplish that. That's, that's great. Okay. Here's a, here's a question. Um, Deadpool's special ability is that he doesn't die. That's, is that right? 
Mm-hmm. How is Any that different from group? every other hero? Wow, Mike. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shots fired at Marvel. So, <laughs> heroes and Marvel champions don't die. They're simply <laughs> defeated to come back another day. Yep. Yeah, you know that that was definitely a shot at the Marvel, the, the greater Marvel brand than you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike, I think the difference the difference is Deadpool. Like, you turn the page and he's back alive. Somebody Got else it. you have to wait for the next issue. <laughs> so, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. There's a gap there. All right, so you've made this new pool aspect, and you say, "All right, we have a brand new aspect, and we have to make cards for this." So you look over to Joe and you say, "Joe, we need a new aspect." And, and Joe, are you now making new aspect cards? Like, what's where do you go from there? Well, I mean, the the frames aren't uh, shape wise any different than what we had, but I think the colors we went through what three or four different colors, and I think there was there was a risk request for a pink early on. I don't know who that came from, um, but it went. It was kind of like a purple, kind of a, 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 a kind of a blue, I think, for a while, and then the pink was just kind of the most fun. I don't. I don't remember Tony why why we landed on pink, but I know that was a, a request from you guys versus me. It was something I came up with necessarily. Yeah, I don't remember where that originated. Yeah, I just it it just made sense. I don't. It was it, it, if you want to speak to the the kind of the lighthearted nature of of being able to play anybody as a pool, then putting this on it maybe it's a nod to Gwenpool. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I was going to say it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> Which I mean, great, great. I get Gwenpool now, right? Yeah. <laughs> In a sense, I do already. Yeah, yeah. You just pick up Gwen Stacy from the other set and drop the yeah. pool aspect. Uh, arrival of the color was very timely with like the Barbie movie and stuff. So uh, I just didn't know if there, there's a Oppenheimer Barbie going on here, Deadpool. So. <laughs> some cross energies or something i don't know some crazy yeah, multiverse think, thing yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's the, the the universe saying uh pushing its way into it no it's uh it was not uh one of those things that we would could have predicted so it's fun no, to see no. that yeah okay what about when the the art does break out of the barrier like we've seen uh, i think we saw scribbles on one of them we saw fire on one of them is that done by the artist or by you, Joe? Or no, that was all of all of the breakout. I mean, the the artist will work on the the flat piece of art, and then I get to decide where it wants to, uh, you know, burst the seams, as it were. Um, the the scribbles and the fire and all that stuff that was some of the most fun I've had, honestly, working on a project. So I was I was uh, happy to be able to do that. What's really cool is that the the tape edits of you where where Deadpool is editing the cards. Yeah, um, I kind of wanted to do a an an old school kind of like you know uh, copy paste. Uh, you're, you're coming down from the the higher ups, like no, 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 this is wrong. Let's change this, and then uh, picking picking the 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 handwriting font because I'm told that De- Deadpool has very good handwriting. So I had to pick something that looked like <laughs> somebody was scribbling with a marker, but still be readable. Um, and so that was fun to do, and then. On top of that, we actually created a package. So, you know, because all of these uh, to to go to other countries have to be translated. And that was a big, uh, a big hurdle to get over because we're like, oh, my goodness, how are we going to make this editable so that somebody in Germany can drop the longest word in the world in here? (laughs) Um, 
And so and so we we kind of went back and forth. We talked to production. We kind of there was a long conversation about that, and we just basically said, let's just give everybody uh, all the assets they need to create what they need to create, so that when I create it in English, I can drop this thing into the file. That's that's a piece of tape, and then write what I need to write on top of that. And then somebody in Germany gets the card by itself, and then they've also got pieces of tape in different you know lengths and stuff oh like my. that that interact with the page. And so they could drop it where they need to drop it to edit what they need to edit. And so that was when we finally were able to get that through. It just made it even more fun. You know, rather than being limited, it's like oh, you can't do it because you know we've got to be able to translate it to this language. It's like no, let just let's just give them all the tools that they can do the edits themselves in their language. So. Wow, that was that must have been a yeah. huge favor to them. It was well, yes, and yeah, yes, and no. It, it's there's it's a little bit more work to do that, but it just makes for a better product all the way around, I think. So, so we'll if we see German or Chinese or whatever, that the tape, the edits and stuff could be different or look like in different di- spots. Yeah, different different links in different spots depending on where they where their edit where their translated edits need to land on their cards. Yeah. Now so. I have to collect all these other language cards <laughs> to have my co- com- collection complete. Oh, Sorry. no. Oh, Good boy. luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to pass. Uh, but that's cool. So I'll keep my eye out to, to look for some of those. Um, German listeners, I would love a set of German cards. Just throwing it out there. Just saying. I do like the way the tape on, like, one of the pool cards is, or it used to be, get ready. But now it's get ragey, and you have like all this tape yep. edits, and you still have the original text, ready and ally, and then there's extra stuff on there. Um, really fun. That's really cool. How, Tony, was there a a number of those? You're like, oh, let's let's re-edit some of these cards for Deadpool, or how did that evolution come about about reusing these cards? Yeah, I want to say that cards with with the appearance of text edits was a thing that that Brian Schomburg had put into his document originally. And I took that idea and I was like, you know, I think what Deadpool would want to do is take cards from previous sets that he thinks are maybe under the curve, underpowered, and then make them better for, for his own aspect. Uh, And so that's when I, I started looking at the core set and I decided I'll find one card from every aspect that I think is, not played as much as the other core set cards. And those will be the ones that will get the Deadpool treatment. Yeah, I, re- I really like that. I think that's that's so fun. All right, so we talked a little bit about Deadpool. We talked a little about the pool aspect, but we don't care about heroes. We care about villains. So let's talk about Dreadpool. So this is, as I understand it, some sort of, I'm going to call it a nemesis set that you have to use if you're using the pool aspect. Explain that to us and uh, tell us where that came from. So the, the origin of this idea came more from the fact that I really enjoyed the uh, Deadpool murders Deadpool and Deadpool murders the multiverse uh, comic series. And I was like, that would be great if we could fit this into the game somehow. And so I got to thinking and it was, uh, it occurred to me like with all these Deadpool variants running around in the pool aspect, it's, it's only, it only makes some sense that uh, possibly there would be some malevolent Deadpools that would arrive at, at some point. And so with 
the pool using the pool aspect those barriers between the various multiverses have been broken down a bit and so you might find yourself face to face with with dreadpool or other uh murderous uh pool variants who are out to uh be the only deadpool in the multiverse i love how the design just all comes together right you've got these cards that deadpool thematically wants to make better so you make them better but you balance it with this dreadpool stuff it it just mm-hmm. it works so well love it thanks and so just to clarify dreadpool is not actually deadpool's nemesis not deadpool's nemesis no i don't i don't think the nemesis has been yeah okay that hasn't been announced deadpool yet as far as a separate nemesis like every other hero does who is not dreadpool and, and has not been spoiled to this point you if you want to spoil it tonight that's fine you know it's okay we wouldn't stop you um <laughs> <laughs> okay so this uh this <laughs> yeah, dreadpool set it's um it just always shuffled into the deck no there's one card the the crisis of infinite deadpools is basically a shadows of the past for the pool aspect oh and so when this one treachery comes up you'll grab dreadpool who is basically the aspect nemesis minion if you will and then uh, Dreadful Deeds is his personal side scheme. And so much like Shadow of the Past, you get two cards out of this one treachery card. So it can be a big swing in a game, um, but there's only one copy of the treachery, regardless of the number of pool players you have in the game. <gasps> so if Starpool is being you know, greedy, he can end up with Shadows of the Past and Dreadpool in the same round? He could, yeah. Oh. Oh, that's juicy. <laughs> yeah, it looks neat. Like you, you're going to shuffle, you're going to play the minion, you're going to put out the side scheme, then you're going to shuffle the rest of the cards into the encounter deck. And looking at the announcement page, there's seven total cards in that set, one of them being the treachery, six other cards. So it's one additional card than we normally get in a Nemesis set. Normally we have five, and this, says, this is suggesting that there's six. So mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's fun for us. Steve, speaking of seven cards, I believe we've seen six out of the uh, the Dreadpool set. Would we like to see the seventh? Uh, yes, yes, we would. Are you? Is this a joke? No, no. Would I? Would I do that to you? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Deadpool no. would, but I don't think Tony would. So, right. uh, yeah, let's look at the seventh card. Wow, folks, this is metacidal tendencies. It is a treachery with some wonderful artwork on it. Uh, when revealed, deal two damage to each Deadpool core character, three damage instead if Dreadpool is in play, and if no damage was dealt this way, place one acceleration token on the main scheme. Two boost icons. Ooh. Okay, so all those Deadpool, or those, those pool aspect characters that don't take retaliation damage, uh, consequential, or, or, right? Yeah, consequential. They never... Yep, they're dead. All right, and if you happen to be an alter ego, you get an acceleration instead. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, or if they're not out and play, right? Uh, but Deadpool himself is. Yeah, if you're playing, if you're playing Deadpool, then um, he is a Deadpool core trait. Only on his hero side. Only so, on his hero side. Yeah. The the thing I love about this card is that it both 
punishes Deadpool because he is a Deadpool core character, but it can also benefit Deadpool because if you happen to be an alter ego when this comes out, you get that acceleration token on the main scheme, which Deadpool likes to have those acceleration tokens on the main scheme. Right. He is an agent of chaos. And if you're just playing anybody, anybody else with the pool aspect, they don't have that trait, right? Or does the set give them that trait? The allies have the trait. Just the allies, okay. I don't think we've seen a card that would give the identity that trait. The The interesting thing here is I, I, I can see like people... You're playing Deadpool. You're you're playing fast and loose. He he takes a ton of damage. Uh, his thing says when you would be defeated. Instead, set your hit point dial to one. Change the alter ego form. Add acceleration token. So so maybe you you take an undefended attack from the villain. It kills you, quote unquote. You flip, and then this is the card you draw in your as your encounter card. And now you're dead for real. <laughs> so, well, no, because you would. You'd be an alter ego where you don't. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, but you, you just, just put out. You just put out two accelerations. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Fine. You're right. You're right. It's fine. You got this. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a fun just card. More fuel for for, you, for your other cards. Yeah, cool. and that's a uh, that's Deadpool fighting Dreadpool, right? In the art. Yep. 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 So good. So Joe had said something about you know he's an agent of chaos. Steve, Mike, I have our next three-player game. I think it's got to be Star-Lord, Dread- Deadpool, <laughs> and Scarlet Witch. We're just doing it. Oh, boy. Okay. Sounds great. It's going to be a while. <laughs> to see if we can beat ourselves before the game does. Right, yes. so Sabretooth with the Electro-Sat in it. Gotcha. Mm, or Sandman with the Electro-Sat in it. Either yeah. one. Yep. So fun. All playing the uh, the pool aspect, I assume? Yeah, of course. <laughs> the Star Lord pool. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for this gift. Glad to bring it. Uh, and I already hear variants of like each person that's playing a pool shuffling a crisis of infinite dead pools and stuff like that. Well, I, I, I can hear that homebrew already, already working. Uh, is, that, is that a thing? Is that what it is? It's not the official rule, no. Right. You just, as long as someone's playing pool, you shuffle in one crisis of infinite Deadpools. That's it. Even if all four people were playing the pool, as I, as I understand from the article. Yeah. That is, that's correct. Yeah. But I, I already hear in my back of my evil brain being like, oh no, shuffle one in for each person. So that could be fun. I don't know how that would work because you'd have like four Dreadpools out, but. Uh, that's, kind of that's kind of the thing. It just makes it more likely that you pull that card because once the card is out, uh, it only searches the set-aside area for Dreadpool and his side right. scheme, so it's basically uh, not going to do anything the second time it hits. Now, it feels like certain certain heroes, there might be a little bit more pressure in the design to like sort of feel like you got it right or to do service to something or something. Um, was this one of those those heroes? I feel like this guy comes with a lot of like fan baggage. At what point did you feel like you know what i think we did it we got it right like what was the iterative process of, of making this hero i definitely say that's true uh just because deadpool has so many fans and not only that people because he's well known people have a very strong idea of what he should be about and right. so capturing what he's about 
in a way that people will look at his set and go, oh yeah, that's Deadpool. That was certainly a challenge. And uh, as far as determining whether or not I hit that mark, that's really where it comes down to playtesting. And when all of my playtesters are saying, yeah, this guy feels like Deadpool, that's when I feel like I've got the, the final product. Did that did that revelation take longer than usual, or is your experience with design such that it you sort of narrowed to that moment as quickly as you normally would? I think I, I'd have to go back and and look at our playtesting forums, but I think it pretty quick out of the gate, people were like, "Yes, this is Deadpool. We really like this." Um, getting the balance right took more effort but i think the general idea of this is a guy who can't die who's all about dealing damage to himself to to deal damage to others to to do things made a lot of sense i just noticed that the little icon deadpool's face on the bottom right of each card changes on the alter ego side he's actually looking up at himself yep uh, what an awesome little quirk <laughs> Who came up with that? <laughs> oh boy. Um was that one of Brian's asks? I don't know. It's just it kind of I know I know there was a lot of conversation about that. Um about what we could do with that since he's so forth wall breaking. We just kind of wanted to put that in in any place we could. I don't know who came up with that idea though, Tony. I want to say Brian had the idea of doing it on every card. Um, I think it was my idea to specifically have uh, Wade Wilson, the alter ego, interacting with his own head in the corner. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. And he's also leaning hes leaning on the card frame. He's actually interacting yep. with that card frame as well, which is funny. Yeah, so. he's got his hand, you know, in between the two traits. <laughs> yep. It is an incredibly clever design, great set, great work. Um, do you guys have personal favorite cards from these, from the Deadpool, the Pool, and the Dreadpool sets? Joey, you want to go first? Sure. I I really like just the cards he edited, um, and they they went through several se- several uh, iterations to get to where we got them. But I like I, I I personally like just the not my responsibility. He's just sitting in the theater eating tacos and. He doesn't care what's going on. <laughs> yeah, working working on those to make them make them very very uh, punchy and 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 irreverent, I guess, was a lot of fun. So, and the the uh, the card is fire. That was a lot of fun to work on too. Just burning it and destroying it in every way I could, and still making it usable. <laughs> that is a great card. Yeah, there. So many of these cards turned out great with uh, with Joe's graphic design, with the art that our artists contributed. Uh, I had so much fun writing the art briefs for these pieces, and like they all turned out perfectly from what I had imagined. Uh, as far as personal favorite cards, uh, probably Deadpool's hero is is one of my favorites. Just the way that he's He's playing with the game by altering his own stats. Is it's just <laughs> such a Deadpool thing that that I loved coming up with that idea and and being able to kind of act as a, a Marvel editor a little bit by throwing the the editor's box on there that says ignore these zeros. That was <laughs> so much fun. Um, 
in terms of like the the pool aspect cards, I like Joe. I'm really a fan of the the edited cards, um, and so many of them. I I I think the artwork and everything just really came out great. But probably Cut Upper is is one of my favorites. Just the way that art piece captures the the essence of the previous one, but in a a clowning kind of satirical way. Um, and then from the Dreadpool set, probably my favorite would be the Anti-Regeneration Ray. Just from a, a design standpoint, it was so much fun creating this, this um, attachment that basically lets you, lets Dreadpool blank out your Deadpool so that Deadpool can die now. Um, and <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people get get that aspect of it at first but it takes them another minute to look at the bottom and see oh i can attach this to my hero which means oh i can blank out dreadpool and get rid of that annoying guy <laughs> seeing people when they when they make that realization is just such a feel good moment yeah i think a lot of people are trained to see hero action spend resources arrow remove this card but that's not what it says yeah 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 yeah, it's really good attach this card to your identity so then the the hero starts to have that anti-regeneration ray that's fun although you're giving the heroes our villain tools but okay (laughs) does that does that in the long run turn them into villains yes thank you yes Mm -hmm. that yes the corrupting power of these things yes (laughs) Speaking of villains and heroes, and we don't know what's what, uh, wh- what about Bob? Where's Bob, agent of Hydra? I mean, I see Cable being a, a signature ally. Shouldn't it be Bob, agent of Hydra? I can neither confirm nor deny the presence of any Hydra agents in this pack. Oh, <laughs> okay. Hold out hope. Hold out hope. All right. I want to uh, ask a question about these upgraded cards again because i've noticed that they all say max one per deck but in the editor font mm-hmm. is this uh was this intentional like deadpool you're getting and we need to rein you back in this is the editor clamping down or is this a new a new format a new style this is specific to deadpool so when designing these edited cards obviously they're going to come out more powerful than the previous versions and so i I wanted to put the restriction of one per deck on them, but the way we normally do it is we put that restriction at the top of the text box, which wouldn't work in the case of these cards. And so the solution that we came up to with for that was, I think, perfect because it, it makes it feel very comic booky, like the editor's coming in and saying, no, Deadpool... You can have it a little bit better, but you're limited to one kind of thing. <laughs> As a side bonus to that, the fact that those cards are limit one per deck means that we only have to include one copy of them in the expansion, which gives us just that much more room uh, for different and unique pool cards. Got it. Got it. I'm sure everyone had a favorite. Everyone wanted to have their own ideas for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the number of cards or the the, the pool cards, um, you were on another stream, maybe it was at Gen Con, and you talked about how the pack is larger than normal. So, yeah, 
are we going to get enough cards, you think, in the pool aspect to build 40 card decks or 50 card decks? Is there, is there a good amount in there to like customize, or is everybody's pool deck going to kind of look the same? There, there are a lot of cards in the back of the pack, and a number of them are unique. They're, I went a little heavier into the unique cards for this pack and the limit one, the max one per deck cards so that we could get more variety. Um, so you maybe lose out a little bit in terms of consistency with the pool aspect, but the pool aspect is all about doing crazy things. And so I think l having a little bit less consistency is an acceptable trade-off for having more variety in the, the decks that you can build using it. Yeah, I think that, that seems fair. And then, of course, you're gonna you can supplement your deck with basic cards. So yeah, I'm looking forward to all the the crazy ways that fans in the community find to combine the pool aspects with other aspects in heroes like Adam Warlock and and Spider Woman. Yes, Gam yeah, I was just Gamora. thinking Jessica Drew. <laughs> Let's. Uh... I, was, yeah, I was thinking Spider Woman too. Yeah. Yeah, Gamora would be great. Gamora will work too. Yep. Um, and anyone going forward that they do that for, so that'll be cool. So when uh, they're treated just as like an aspect card for any any card that's any other ruling that references an aspect card. Yes, yeah. And the uh the rules insert for Deadpool talks about Adam Warlock specifically saying that you choose you can choose the pool aspect to replace any one of the other four aspects. So you're still running four aspects in Adam Warlock. Mm. The pool cards will not have any effect when you use them on Adam Warlock's hero ability, um, but you can mm. still use his ability on a pool aspect uh, card, which I believe, if I'm remembering his text correctly, has discarding it not as a cost, and so you still are discarding the card in order to trigger, for instance, his upgrades that say after you use his hero ability, you draw a card. Okay, that makes sense. Can I just take a moment and appreciate the uh, Live Dangerously card that was spoiled? This is the player side scheme, the zero cost. Each identity gets plus two hand size. Victory zero, but an acceleration icon, a crisis icon, a hazard icon, and an <laughs> amplify icon. And my favorite part of this card is that when things get a little too hot for you, it still has three threat per player on it. <laughs> yep, for that, victory was, zero. that was a lot of fun to design. So this is a player side scheme card. So let's take this over to Joe for a second. Joe, Tony is also, well, no, I guess we're, we have seen player side scheme cards um, in the next evolution. So yeah, it's a Tony box here. Tony's keeping you in business. It sounds like with all these different types of cards, was it difficult? Was it fun? what did you think when he said, we want to make player side schemes, design me a new card. At any time a dev uh, comes to me with, Oh, by the way, we're adding a new card type. I'm like, oh, okay, hold on. All right, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> How am I gonna make this work? Um, but it's 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 always a, I'm always up for a challenge, and so I always I always appreciate it. as long as they come to me early enough in the project and not like you know we we gotta drop this uh, in a week. So can you do this for us? It's like ah, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this was this was in early enough. Um, was it was it next evolution that we did? Those four. Yeah, we we get yeah. them in cable, and and that box just had a street okay. date this past Friday, where we're getting to see the player side schemes. So those are yeah. those are fun cards. Um, yeah, was it difficult to make them 
you know make those frames or do anything? Did you have any no, fun I stories mean, with the, those? The the nice thing is that it, it's it's always based on it, it's they're usually based on something that already exists. I mean, we've already got the side side scheme, so this just is a player version of that. So taking what looks all the all the textures and stuff like that from a player card and then adding them to the the existing frame format so that so the players recognize what it is right away that's that's really the that's really the goal is to to make sure it's something that the players can recognize visually oh yeah this is this is something for the heroes to do even though it's storytelling it's it's more what i'm used to over here on the villain side so does that make sense yeah that's great oh yeah thanks yeah we've seen the mutant genesis uh, OP kits, and we we've got spoiled a little bit of the next evolution OP kits. Do you get to work on those things too? To 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 work on that kind of stuff? The OP kits, no. That's a that's a different team that gets to work on that, which is which is great because I, I I we we love to be able to feed them ideas um, and uh, and and kind of see what they come up with. I think early on though, there uh, remember when I had, uh, we had uh, Evan and Chris Beck uh, last time I was on. Uh, 140 episodes ago, anyway, and uh, <laughs> the OP kits were comic book covers uh, for the for all the hero cards, and that was something that they had wanted to do in the corset initially. And so it was, it, they were kind of like, "Oh man, they got to do it, we didn't get to do it." But I'm I'm glad it, I'm glad they exist, and so I the the team that works on those is is really talented, and it's uh, it's great to see what they can come up with. We're we're allowed to kind of feed them ideas, but it's it's a whole different team, so. Okay. I get the feeling that there's a lot about the graphic design process that we take in subconsciously, but we miss. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Joe, if you have an answer. Is there something you'd like to highlight? There, there's a lot of, of the graphic design aspect of a game that's, that's trying to be subconscious a little bit. Um, you're, you're trying to take all of these ideas and capture them in a really small and simple way that that the player just immediately grasps as soon as they see it. And if you do it right, it happens subconsciously. So you know, you know like you look at this like like the colors around the cards. They're taken from the the hero's comp costumes. And so when you look at it when you've got a hand of Deadpool cards or you know or Spider Man, depending which Spider Man you're looking at, they're all a little bit different texture wise and color wise so that they feel like that hero. Um, and you have to do it in a way that fits the format that already exists. So um, it's 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 kind of a tightrope walk to to do because you don't want to go too too far off off the rails that you're confusing players when they're looking at a thing. But you also want to be creative. So good one. All right, all right, Joe. Let me jump in with a question here and ask: Are you finding it? difficult to come up with different color combinations now that we have so many heroes and villains in the game <laughs> it's it's getting thin there's a lot of uh there's a lot of very similarly colored costumes out there in the marvel yeah. universe especially when you go to the i mean the older comics and and you basically have like you know five primary colors that anybody can pick from yep is it like the early x-men comics they wear matching uniforms yeah so <laughs> That everyone should be black and yellow, right? Like, <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. But but you still, you, I still, I still want to hit that target of it's like you know, yeah, everybody's black and yellow, but but how is this hero look different than that hero in their costume and try to capture that somehow? 
we've uh in in future sets uh we're we're playing with that a little bit more um but the uh the colors uh i'm trying to think deadpool was really close to some hero and i can't remember what it was <laughs> i mean was it was it spider-man right away there's one like the first yeah or maybe miles morales right he's like black and red yeah, um, my first round on Deadpool, everybody's like, we've already done that set. I'm like, ah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Tony, what was your question again? How hard is it coming up with those colors? Yeah, it's, it, it, it can be challenging. And so, uh, like I said, I still, I still strive for that. Even if it's just a shade or two different, like, you know, like uh, if you're looking at them side by side, you can see it, but you know, at an, at an arm's length, maybe you don't, I still, I still strive for that. So. It looks like you're playing around with the accents too. In some cases, like you got some black stripes in here too. Yep. Yeah. So there's there's basically every hero has uh, three color spaces on the card, and then and then a dot pattern that I can play with. Okay. So there's there's enough, uh, you know, with those four spaces to play in color wise, and and kind of you know tweaking it here and there. There's enough to 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 set them apart from each other, if at least in a subtle way. So. So, Joe, are you working? Uh, I can't imagine that you only do Marvel Champions. You work on other FFG products. Um, yep, I touch just about every one of our uh, of our card lines. So, uh, Arkham Horror, Marvel Champions, and then back in the day when we had you know Netrunner and L five R. Okay, and, and the rest. And do you have like a out of all of those when you're working like do you find that you enjoy working on Marvel Champions maybe more than the rest, or do you have a favorite one or? One of them gets your creative juices flowing more. Or... The the devs for all of them are are challenging enough uh, that uh, that they've always got ideas. Uh, Arkham, there's there's a little bit more breadth and room to play because there there might be other. I, if you've ever gone into an Arkham uh, rules book, there's a lot more kind of in world artifacts that go on inside of the campaign campaign logs and stuff like that. Um, so that's that's on that side is is a lot of fun and then on the marvel side uh the 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 breadth of the characters and the breadth of the the artwork that comes in to be able to to play around in that space they they're all fun to me i think if i had to pick a favorite i guess i'd i'd land probably on the marvel side of the of the fence all right um, yeah yeah just cuz i mean it's it's there's a lot more crazy going on in that world i think so you got to keep you on your toes. A lot more crazy in Marvel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but it, it 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 ebbs and flows. Like and and the 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 fun thing about FFG is that all the devs kind of have conversations with each other. I can tell because somebody'll come up with something crazy in one game line and then about a month later well, the devs from a completely different game line is like, "Hey, we were thinking about doing this." I'm like, "Hey, I've heard that recently." So, <laughs> so yeah. So it's like they kind of bounce ideas off each other, and it, and it does bleed through a little bit, it, it, even if they don't know it's bleeding through. At least on my end, I get to see that because I'm I'm kind of touching in all of them. So, okay. So so a little bit playing off of that, and this goes for both of you guys. Like, if you come into a roadblock, either in design or in the art or whatever, what do you do to help motivate yourself to like push through that and continue on into the creative process? Uh, well, let's start with Tony. Sure. Uh, so for Marvel Champions specifically, I I would say what I would do in those cases is go back to the comics. 
uh, do some more research, do some more reading about whatever it is I feel I've got a roadblock on. And generally that is, is enough to get the creative juices flowing, to give me ideas, to get me thinking on new trains of thought. Yeah, go back to the source, right? That makes sense. Yeah. How about you, Joe? I, uh, I'd say that's that's part of it too. I know uh, we're, if you know we're talking about Deadpool. I when I, we started this, I wasn't as familiar with Deadpool, and so I had to. Uh, it was great to have Brian kind of put his his roadmap together. It's like here's what I would love to see since he's an uh, uh, Uber Dead, Deadpool fan, and I also have a really good friend of mine who I was like biting my nails to not not spoil this to him until it was announced because uh, he's a uber Deadpool fan. And he, uh, I was trying to channel him when I was going into this. Um, and then, and then, you know, just kind of getting, getting used to the source material and getting to know what I don't know yet. Um, but aside from that, at least for, for the graphic design part of the, uh, the, the process, uh, our team, our, our whole graphic design team is, really great to bounce ideas off of. So if I get stuck with something, I have we we have a team meeting a couple times a week and I can just so say, hey guys, I'm stuck here and just show them what I've got and they'll they'll fire ideas uh off me and and kind of critique me and uh and that's that's always good. It's a it's a great team to work with. So Okay. All right. Uh hey Steve. Yeah Mike. I think it's time to uh take a sledgehammer to that wall over there. Okay. You want to break through it? it? Yeah. Ready? Three, two, one. We got some crazy f- questions for the two of you. Uh-oh. Uh, some fourth wall breaking questions we want to say. So we'll start with the easiest one. Who is the biggest Deadpool fan in the office? What do you think? Oh, I think that would be Brian. Yeah, yeah. If you could go to dinner with any game designer or graphic artist in history, depending on who you are, <laughs> who would that be and why? Joey, you got any thoughts? Graphic artist in history. Uh, I've got to. I've got to go. I've, I've got to. Uh, I I recently got to. I'm going to. Long story short, this hopefully. Um, I I recently got to put my hands on some real Salvador Dali watercolors that uh, a neighbor who's moving is like, oh, I happen to have these. Do you want to see them? I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh wow. So I think sitting down with him to a meal would be just. You'd never. I. I don't know that you could ever even describe it. So I think he would be an, an entertain entertaining dinner partner. You don't think he'd be insufferable in some way? I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, how about you, Tony? For me, it would probably be uh, Stefan Feld, who is the designer of some of my very favorite Euro style games, um, and just picking his brain about how he comes up with so many games because he's so prolific. Uh, I think that would be very, very fascinating. I just need to brush up on my German. <laughs> Daniel, can you help me with that? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the German guards. <laughs> no. Um, Stefan Feld, no, that's interesting. He's an, a fascinating designer. Um, all right, gentlemen. Fantasy Flight Games throws an employee appreciation party, and it's your turn to sing karaoke. What song do you sing? For me, there's only one answer. It's got to be Loki's back. Loki's back. He's causing lots of trouble. Yes. Wow. That warmed my little heart. Didn't even even skip a beat either. Wow. See, guys, I told you people like that song. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm going to go more rote. I, uh, as somebody who's actually never sung karaoke, I would probably pick something old school 70s like Journey or Ario Speedwagon. Uh, good music, but it's probably the only thing I could actually sing that I would remember all the words to. <laughs> well, you know they have a screen there for you, Joe. No, that's true. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> I, I think Tony won that one, though. Sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Speaking of fourth wall referencing, that was brilliant. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, all right, so if you guys could change jobs with anyone at FFG for one week, whose job would you change jobs with? Uh, let's go with Joe first. Uh, Josh Massey, he's, uh, in charge of OP and, uh, he has a fun job. Gets to yeah. interview everybody at Gen Con and yeah. Play games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Tony. Hmm. I, I think I'm going to have to be boring and, uh, say that I would switch jobs with one of the Star Wars Unlimited team just so I could work on that game line for a week. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that that looks fun. There was a stream on today I was watching with that. That looks like it's going to be a fun game. Wow, you guys are way too nice. I would have found, like, (laughs) find someone who's, like, really happy. And, you know, I think it looks like they have a better job than me. I want to switch spaces so that they don't have to deal with, so they deal with my job now. (laughs) I would have been like, who here hates the biggest paycheck? (laughs) It's only one week of that paycheck. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. I mean, why would I want to change jobs when I've got my dream job? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. That's yeah. where I'm landing too, because I, I enjoy my job. So well it's a yeah. it's a multiversal sort of thing. So okay. That's true. Statement. True. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah? Well how many chimichangas did you devour while working on Deadpool? Time to make the chimichanga. <laughs> oh, not nearly enough. Let's see. How long was I working on Deadpool? Probably the better part of a year. So I don't know, maybe a, a couple dozen. <laughs> and is that a real food? A chimichanga? Yeah. 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 We even have them up in Canada. No. Isn't it like, oh, I thought it was just a burrito. Isn't it? Is it different? It's Tex-Mex. So uh-huh. it's a deep fried, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, it's a deep, deep fried, fried burrito. burrito. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that can't be <laughs> that can't be bad at all. Because right. in America, we have to fry every deep fry everything. So yeah. Like, hey, here's this thing from Mexico. It. Let's deep fry it and make it better. Well, as a um, you know, born and raised Minnesotan, the uh, deep fried sticks of butter at the state fair are where it's at. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> it'll deep fry, oh. not a whole stick of butter. That's just. Ooh. Oh my goodness. You got to be a committed Norwegian to do that. <laughs> all right. Um, so we all know that Cable is a super fan. Who at FFG is a super fanboy of you, Tony? You start. Uh, he's not an FFG employee, but definitely my my biggest fanboy has to be my good friend Ben Waxman. He is like always on social media touting the stuff that I design. He's just such a generous and, and kind guy and he's always looking out for me and so he is totally my super fanboy. Right on. Super fan at FFG, huh? Uh it's gonna sound sappy, but our uh our the graphic design manager Mercedes, she is like everybody's super fan. Uh she's uh she's great to work with. 
So I I would say if if anybody's going to be anybody's super fan at FFG, it'll be Mercedes. Totally. Okay. Um, here we go. That's a weird question, Steve. This, this was sent in by one of our list. No, no. I, I've got to blame a man. I wanted to blame a Manian for it, but it was really like the very first question I thought of when Tony said he could come on the show uh, okay. and we were going to do Deadpool. So you can replace of any part of your body with an animal body part. What part do you want to swap out? Or, or I suppose gain a new one. I'm totally going to take a squirrel tail. Ooh. <laughs> But then chairs yeah. will hurt. I don't know. <laughs> it's Squirrel Boy. Okay. <laughs> redesign, yeah, redesign seating. So soft and fluffy, and just you can wrap yourself in. Okay, it. okay. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's just own chair. I get Minnesota winters. Yeah. <laughs> just wear my tail as a, as a scarf. Nice. Wow. <laughs> well, I would have to go. I'm going to go the, uh, the, the whole. Uh, superhero aspect of this and replace my replace one of my arms with a, a like what are they mantis shrimp peacock shrimp where they can <laughs> they can move so fast that it breaks oh, the sound yes. barrier yeah so just just get a super punch from a mantis shrimp arm or something like that i have no idea what you're talking about but i'm gonna have to look that up you really do see yeah. this is pretty phenomenal yeah they create like little micro sonic yeah. booms and it's yeah. amazing wow yeah all about their okay. productivity huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Steve, I do not understand this next one. Oh, um, so Deadpool has this thing where he says, maximum effort. Two swords and maximum effort. Hear the music. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not a... <laughs> Please edit that out. Wow. <laughs> I, <laughs> Just, I thought I was the Deep least knowledgeable about Deadpool. <laughs> all right can we hear your best maximum effort maximum effort that was good not bad not bad so i i had to rewatch the scene from the movie to to see how the deadpool ryan reynolds did it and his was more maximum effort his was more down downplayed he was was more like a maximum effort Tony, what do you think when you hear the word while? <laughs> For those listeners, um, that episode just dropped like yesterday. So our channel's been exploding with this. <laughs> do you have any idea what we're talking about, Tony? I do not. Okay. <laughs> Good. That's better than a real, true, honest, off-the-cuff answer of what while means. Okay, so put it in context. We did the Nemesis for Shadowcat, which is a Caleb design, right? Yeah. Uh, and the White Queen says, while the White Queen is engaged with you, you are confused. So we had a very uh, long debate about the ruling in the RRG and the ruling that Alex gave about how you remain confused after the White Queen leaves play and what the word while means. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, people have taken sides, and you know the the it, it's been yeah, an I mean, interesting conversation. So, so I'm I'm happy to explain how we landed on the answer that we did there. So, if you think about going all the way back to the core set, we 
have established the phrase you are stunned or you are confused to mean take a stunned or confused status and put it on your identity. Now, when you apply that, as it is in the case of the White Queen, where it is a constant effect, which means it's constantly applying those cards to you, if you remove one, that effect is going to reapply it. But if you get rid of White Queen, you have not removed the stun card. It is still on you, or the, the confused card, rather. That card is still on you until you remove it without having White Queen engaged with you. Some could argue, Tony, <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that when she goes away, that card goes with her, since it's really only on you while she's engaged with you. Some some might make an argument like that. <laughs> Those people would be wrong, Daniel. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I feel like this is a, a quirk of the English language. And um, <clears throat> my solution to this was to come up with a new keyword called befuzzle where it says um, the White Queen befuzzles you. And then you can have a an entry in the FAQ no less than four pages with the deepest legalese. Of course. Yes. <laughs> Explaining all of this. I feel like that's definitely the way to go. That's probably the yeah. best way forward. Yeah. 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 You can expect that in version 1.6. Excellent. <laughs> Looking forward to it. I was right, Daniel. I was right. No, I appreciate uh, your answer, Tony, even though it's incorrect. <laughs> don't be oh. so prescriptive as daniel <laughs> i th this this new analogy was brought up today and i think it it kind of matches while you are in the pool you are wet when you get out of the pool you remain wet until you dry off so right the yes but then like wasn't it. that wasn't that initially answered by while it is Lent, I don't eat fish on Sundays? No, that was before my pool. <laughs> <kind of> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, thanks for answering that, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Always I, happy to do it. I we have one last silly question, I guess, and and it does it is goes all the way back to our Bob agent of Hydra. Um, do you have your own personal Bob agent of Tony or Bob agent of Joe? And wh who's your sidekick, really? Joe? I, I've got two uh, two kids, uh, both wonderful girls, and they're my sidekicks. Uh, if I'm like, oh, hey, can you go run and grab that thing for me? They're like, sure, Dad. So uh, they're not at that age yet where they're like, wait a second. Guessing, uh, <laughs> let, me, let me guess. One of them is not 13. <laughs> uh, no, just. Yeah, just. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tony? For me, it would it would have to be my Yorkshire Terrier Leia. Uh she's always my sidekick. And just like Deadpool and Bob, I am always blaming things on Leia. <laughs> okay. She's kind of your dog pool, huh? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been great. I, I don't know, Daniel, Mike, do you have any more questions for these guys? Uh, I think we've done, they've done a great job already. This has been fantastic. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you both coming on. Um, Joe, I know, is a little last minute, too, so thanks for managing that. That's, that's totally awesome. I'm glad I, could, I, I, I'm glad I could be here with Tony to kind of like, you know, wrap up Deadpool all in, all in one go rather than kind of 
because remember, I was I was originally going to come in what next week, and yeah, mm-hmm. so it's great great to be here all at, all at the same time talking about Deadpool because it's fun to bounce ideas out there in the world. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Joe and I have been waiting for so long for this announcement because we are both <laughs> so excited to talk about Deadpool oh, yeah. and all the all the fun we had in making his pack. You must have been holding on to that for like over a year, just yeah, bursting was, at the seams. <laughs> I bet it's akin to like like Mark Hamill knowing about the Darth Vader thing. Yeah, yeah. I bet it's <laughs> when, like the yeah, same when did we when did we wrap? Okay, because like, when did it get out of our hands? I did an interview with Molly way back around Christmas time, and I think yeah. she she was hinting that there was something awesome coming and we we worked out after the fact you know that it was probably deadpool she was talking about probably she just just sent it out for uh i think she just sent it out for proofing or something i don't remember what it was but it was yeah basically you know almost ready to go that's a long time to keep that stuff hidden yeah (laughs) you have a a lot of willpower (laughs) well don't you get like five minutes to think about it and then you're on to the next thing so that must make it easier Just, just about yeah yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. One of the more difficult parts of this job is having to wait so long before I can share my of the thing I made right. with with everybody. And uh, but because by the time it's it's announced, I'm already looking forward to the next thing that I'm really excited about. So I kind of have to remind myself, oh yeah, this is product, and I'm I'm so glad that I can now finally talk about it. Yeah. And it's and it's fun to kind of go back because you 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 remember all the fun you had creating it. Now you're like going back through that, and it was a lot of fun. I, I do find it humorous though that, like you guys said, I it's been a long time since I've visited, and and in that interview I mentioned you guys were like, who would you love to see? And I said, oh, Deadpool would be cool. And we had I don't think we had any internal conversations at the time about it. So so it's it's fun to see that come come around and say, oh, it's a real thing now. Yeah, back then it was probably the Spider-Verse stuff probably wasn't even on the horizon. It's been so long. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, thanks for coming on. If Is there anything else? Daniel, Mike, Tony, Joe? I want to thank you guys. Like, And what a delightfully creative and clever piece of work you've brought into the world. And we're extremely grateful for what it does for the game, the community. Thank you guys. Yeah. You can all be really proud of yourselves. Thank you. And, and thanks for having us on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us. It's, it's, it's great to talk with you guys again and uh, glad, glad that we can create something crazy and have crazy people to take it and, and run with it. <laughs> well, you're both welcome back anytime. If you want to come on and talk about the next crazy thing or the not crazy thing. So would love to. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, if folks want to tell us what part of their body they're going to replace, or they oh, want to yeah. send their... what what they think about Deadpool or Dreadpool or how Tony's wrong about Wild, yeah, you can email us at <laughs> criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook, and you can find our YouTube channel or Patreon by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Duke. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Red Bull and Deadpool, take us out. It's your fault the world turned out like this. You, me, we're all responsible. The, The noble thing to do would be to just lay down and die.
fourth wall break inside of a fourth wall break. That's like 16 walls. Okay, guys, let's get out there and make a difference.